Welcome, Mad Hatter Industries presents the Ruck and Rise podcast. We're here helping others rise out of their comfort zones, facing adversities head on while providing a safe space to have open, honest, difficult conversations in order to keep pushing forward. Join us as we chat about fitness, mental health, and developing positive mindset. We are your hosts, Allie and Dave Curvin. Disclaimer, we do not claim to be mental health professionals. If you or someone you love is struggling, we encourage you to contact CMHA, the Canadian Mental Health Association, at 1-833-456-4566. Welcome, everyone, to the next episode of the Rock and Rise podcast. So, introduction on every episode that we have starts off with Mad Hatter Industries Presents, Rock and Rise podcast. So joining us today on this episode is Mad Hatter Industries and uh, the one and only Corey Hat. So Corey is first off a husband, father of three wonderful children, um, currently serving member of the Canadian Armed Forces, military police side, and then uh, also the founder of Mad Hatter Industries. So welcome Corey. And um, you can uh, give us a little bit of background on yourself and then uh, also how Mad Hatter Industries um, came to be. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. And uh, as you stated, I'm, I am the founder of Mad Hatter Industries, but uh, it's taken a team to get where we are. And I started it in 2019, basically as a mental health initiative. I was going through some issues myself and uh, essentially what really kicked it off was the loss of someone I knew through uh, a suicide and um, the mental health initiatives that kind of spun after that and the topic about today's discussion is going to be on community and I think that's a really important discussion because we both come from a background being in the military and it's very essential having a team that you can work with and trust and it's not about the individual it's obviously about how far you can go together as a team and grow and and as the military that that teaches you those skills that are essential for survival being that you need other people to help you uh as you go through and our mission with mad hatter industries has always been to help in the community and that initiative has kind of blossomed into other ventures like motorcycling happens to be one of our niches that I happen to be really passionate in rucking, which is a therapeutic, uh, both physical and mental challenge that can be very therapeutic and beneficial. So we have a history from 2019, basically working within the community, both military and otherwise in general, just uh, working on different mental health initiatives, physical challenges, which is a lot of fun. And uh, for me, it's been an outlet to follow my passion, which is being creative in designs, working within our community, both in the first responder community, military, and also the moto community. So it's gotten to be such a niche. We actually have a moto division, and that's headed by one of our uh, really uh, passionate members in the motorcycling community. His name's Ewan, and he just does an amazing job. And you know, yourself, the benefits of riding two wheels, what it can do for the heart and mind to align things. So we've always been about chasing your passion. And although we originally started with no quarter given about suicide prevention, we've adapted to finding your passion, living your adventure, because we believe that's an important part of finding your way through your issues. When you find something that you're so passionate about and you believe and you align with people in that community that you surround yourself with. It's a, it's a solid way through the issues that you face. So that's how we got started working both individually and collectively. Awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I couldn't agree more on the therapeutic aspect of um, being on uh, two wheels. Uh, wasn't that long ago that I got myself involved and uh, I'd say, you know, I'd be lying if uh if I didn't say you might have been an influence on some of that. And Allie at first was a little apprehensive, but I, I think she's uh, come around and coming around to come around and, and is uh, embrace the, um, the two wheels. And yeah. Um, yeah. So on that topic community, um, Corey and I, that's, you know, we met, uh, we met on a range night actually 
uh, at East Hill um, shooting one night and just had conversation and he was uh, informing me a little bit about Mad Hatter Industries and I'm pretty sure I think I went home and kind of looked up online um, Mad Hatter Industries and a little bit more on on the um, information that was provided and what they're about and what he's about and the, well, the whole team and sort of reached out and thought you know I I really want to get behind this. I want to support this. Um, you know, I, I put a, an online order in for a t-shirt and uh, Corey being the sort of gem that he is and the great individual that he is, uh, he drove hand that, hand-delivered that t-shirt up on his motorcycle. And I think we had a conversation in our kitchen for probably about an hour or so, just talking about military and talking about life and, and, um, so there was one connection kind of instantaneously produced, um, you know, through that uh, community aspect. And then it just grew from there for uh, for us between uh, him, you know, Allie, me and Corey and the, and the family and then continuing on with Mad Hatter Industries. And again, that uh, importance of community, not just within, you know, where you physically live, but also through um, various networks and social media has been a been a great asset on that front as far as expanding your community involvement and community support. Uh, I know for Allie and I, there's been a lot over the last couple of years and a lot of ups and downs in our lives as well. And, and having that uh, social media community has been an incredible asset as far as reaching out and sort of helping us through some tough times and overcome things and that therapeutic aspect. And um, Ali, I think you can probably speak more on, on that side of things. Yeah, just for, I mean, we're gonna go into more detail about the different types of community, like your physical community where you live and your family and work life and stuff like that too. But just to uh, put some perspective on the kind of social community that we've been involved with, with Corey and the Mad Hatter family is, immediately after we lost Colin about six months ago, my brother, um, to suicide, you guys were right there checking in, messaging us every day. We created a group. I don't know, or someone created the group, Corey, I guess you did, like instantly, and everybody was checking on us every day, which our other friends were as well. But, you know, when I said, okay, I want to do a 30-day ruck two kilometers a day for Colin because that's what I needed. I needed that mental outlet and to be kind of moving my body to help me move through that very early grief. You guys all jumped on board and did it with me virtually every day and we've made friends through that little, that kind of initial month right after. Like amazing people like uh, Chris Gore and Fanny and Belle and all these amazing people who are part of that group and without that support I think we would, wouldn't be kind of where we are now no yeah you're absolutely right we uh you know uh we've been blessed with with that and and again just to emphasize that um importance of of community um i wanted to touch on sort of the the impact that we have so uh, the impact that community has on us and then also how we can influence our community. And so Corey, I'll sort of pass it over to you on that uh, subject of um, how our community impacts us or how your community impacts you um, personally, and then how you also turn around and go about impacting your community. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the things that we've done within Mad Hatter Industries is both reflective of our history that we've learned together through the military. Uh, integrity is a huge part. It's about doing what's right, even when no one's looking. And that community aspect, it uh, really started because for me, the military's always been a family for me. It's, uh wouldn't say I had the best upbringing, although it was very, uh, I guess, for me, like the whole aspect of community and looking out for one another, regardless of what people are going through. And, you know, somebody has your back, you can really do amazing things. And it's also important to take a knee sometimes. And when there's someone looking out for you as you're taking a knee, you know, they have your left and right of arcs. It helps you 
get back up on your feet a little quicker. If you get knocked down and there's nobody around or even worse, somebody else pushes you in the mud even more Then it's a lot harder to get going. But when you have a community with like-minded people helping each other out, and I really think there's a lot of benefits to the whole social media thing. It can be sometimes a negative when people are spending too much time looking at what other people are doing versus say where they are in terms of where their feet are, are at and what they're doing and their goals and achieving those goals. I think it's important to realize that it's all relative and people need to be focused on what they're doing for themselves. But in terms of a community aspect, that's exactly what it is. It's uh, like-minded individuals getting together, looking out for each other, checking up on each other. We have a lot of fun at the shows we go to, but in the background, <clears throat> we're always checking up on those individuals we're concerned about. And for me, I've always kind of just gone with my heart and followed uh, what I thought was best. You know, we are always learning, but uh, it never hurts to reach out to a friend. You can't be overcautious when you're concerned about someone and just letting them know that you're thinking about them I guess for me, it's been very hard saying I love people, like I love you. And uh, it's gotten a lot easier with some friends and some things they've gone through and survived. And it's important to say that. And it's really important to have a group of people that you can really rely upon. You can have a group sometimes that's too big and not get an answer when you're looking for something if it's the wrong group of people. So it's important to keep that group close and foster those relationships. And that's essentially what we do is, although there's a lot of different niches, we have the military, the first responder community, both the uh, OPG brotherhood, you know, going through the tactical training that you're doing. And then there's the moto community. There are similarities in people I meet throughout all of those. And I find some really like-minded individuals from different experiences that they've been through. The story of mental resilience and adversity kind of comes through and we've collected a group of really unique individuals. I'd say individually, we're kind of quirky, but uh, together and collectively, we make a really great team. And, you know, we're awesome on our own, but when we're together is really where we shine. And uh, you can see that as evidence in the events we get to and the fundraisers, such as uh, the uh, Ruck to Remember that you have coming up for uh, the Peterborough event, which is doing really well for fundraising. So, yeah, those initiatives are great. Yeah, um, exactly. And we're, we're really excited to um, be able to host that and put that on. And again, just tying into that community, that particular event, um, first time I, I did that it was in 2021 and that's when everything was sort of um, the pandemic was you know kind of in full swing so most things were happening virtually uh, so that particular event most of it was virtual so uh, it was myself and one other army buddy that threw the rucks on and we went out and hammered out that 22 kilometers and um even that just drew inspiration for others around us to kind of be a part of it and, you know, look out for each other and how they could be involved uh, for a future event. And then in turn, uh, Ian Hall, who created the uh, Rucksack March for Remembrance, um, he's a veteran out West, and he reached out to me and, and asked if I would be interested in hosting an event in, in Peterborough for the rucksack march for remembrance in 2022 and uh i was honored to be asked to do that and sort of jumped right on it um so yeah we we went about it and we we grew the community even greater we had more support we had um you know uh past military members we had uh corrections individuals that put a team together and then we had some, uh, civilians. some civilian members yeah absolutely so just a whole realm of community that came together to support sort of what I think is a greater cause, right? A greater support. And it's for those veterans, first responders and their families that are really struggling or battling and to bring that awareness uh, to light. And then also the fundraising aspect as well, so that they have the channels and paths and, and resources available to them to be able to sort of navigate and get through those things. 
So 2022 was was very successful as the first annual Peterborough Rucksack March for Remembrance. And, you know, with uh, 41 participants, we raised over $15,000. And for me, um, myself and Sean Francis, who helped me organize it, another military member, great guy, great friend, doing great things for the community of Peterborough, but then also even bigger community within the military. It was so awesome to see just so many people come together for that greater cause. Um, and again, it just it just fuels me. It just fired me up to get into 2023 and, and get ready to tackle this one. And, and here we are less than two weeks away from it. Um, we've got more participants already. We've got more to come more to register and um yeah i think we're we'll be closer to 50 if not more for this year um again fundraising right where we want to be um and my whole thing is uh if i've reached out or we've reached out to one or two new faces or new individuals that maybe were struggling or maybe really needed this for a therapeutic um, event to come out to and and they're signed up and they're going to be there then, uh, then great, because now they're brought into a whole bigger community like we're discussing, like we're talking about, and they'll have even greater support uh, for their future because now they've met a whole whack of new people that are just going to be behind them and supporting them um, throughout whatever they need to be supported through. So we're pretty excited for November 4th to, to happen and kick off. Um, Again, yeah, Mad Hatter Industries will, will be on site with us and on board with us, and we've got a lot of other veteran uh, based um, companies that are on board and then other community members within peterborough here uh and then beyond that beyond, so yeah. yeah it's it's exciting and we're pretty excited to have it and we feel blessed that so many people are coming together to support so many other people that they may be in need of it so yeah yeah it's an excellent initiative and those people that do the rock is like they're joining a fraternity after they've gone through the suck. It's kind of you know, a little bit of indoctrination with the military bases when they're using that to live out of. So that's exactly For civilians doing it. It's a good intro. That's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And we're, you know, we're, we're reaching out to the police, uh, um, police department here in town and paramedics and fire, um, all those uh, frontline uh, workers uh, hoping to, you know, have them either come out or support or just be aware that, that it's something that they can gain access to. I mean, this is all in support of Wounded Warriors. Um, and this is a great organization that has a lot of, uh, a lot of resources available for any of those sort of first responders and veteran community and their families to, to kind of access and navigate and get through. So, Again, that's the, the bigger picture and just one more aspect of why I think the impact of community is so beneficial for um, those first responders, but just for anybody that's really struggling and, and, uh, and you know, going through uh, a loss of a family member, much like, like Allie and, and those around us that have had to deal with that. Um, yeah, to have someone, like you mentioned, have someone have your back and, and know that you know, if you're down on your luck, then there's a lot of people there that can pull you up and bring you out of a, a downtime. And yeah, it's just, uh, you don't have to struggle alone. So it's great. Yeah, it's a team effort. And certainly there's benefits of getting out there and physically moving the body and giving yourself a time to shut down the mind to just let it take a break. Exactly, exactly. So uh, we wanted to reach out. We want to ask um, what's or what's next on the horizon for Matt Hatter Industries. We know you have uh, a newsletter that's sort of new and, and coming out. Maybe you could fill us in a little bit on that. And then what's next uh, in, the, in the lines of uh, where Matt Hatter Industries is headed? Yeah, so the newsletter is a recent development. Uh, we used to use it through MailChimp and soon... Since then, we've adapted through another program called Cloveo, which allows you to do sales funnels and stuff for sales, but it's also email campaigns. So we have a weekly thing where we send out different uh, ideas and thoughts, new products, 
one of the things we're rolling out tomorrow is actually uh, a leaders and influencers letter, which both of you are going to be on talking about the benefits of your podcast and just how wonderful you two are. So, you know, if you want to see what true love is, I tell people what Melanie Dave. And, uh, they were lucky enough to be at that wedding to see Dave's look when he saw Ali come down the aisle and doing his best not to. Ugly girl cried. <laughs> I had uh, I had salt in my eye. I had some a bug in my eye. It was my only goal for the wedding was to make Dave cry, <laughs> and I was successful. There were some great speeches, and uh, yeah, it was definitely really honored to be a part of that. The whole family was so it was really uh, a special thing. So things like uh, what you're doing is really something that needs to be communicated without within our community. So. That's, that's part of what we try to do. We try to let people know what's out there that people can follow and take a look at, resources. We recently donated to The Haven, which is a veteran first responder wellness charity. And uh, they're doing a really good job. So Lisa is one of the members there. And uh, she's, a ex, she's a Toronto sniper, current Toronto sniper with Toronto Police. Hmm. And uh, she's one of the members there. So we met at TACOM this September, and uh, they're doing great things. One of the things we're actually talking to about is the silent retreat that I did not too long ago. So we're looking to get more mental health initiatives like that within the community. Of course, we got some great new designs, the flag that I'm wearing that got rolled out for this fall, and uh, five new designs coming out for the motorcycle super show in january we got a movie that we're working with with the highway heathens which i recently took uh, part ownership of so mm-hmm. another business another year and another initiative to do so wow fun yeah people people ask us how we balance everything and then i and then i you know kind of go through uh corey your your bio i mean family member and uh military on the go and running this three and, young kiddos and you got a movie coming up <laughs> this is uh it's impressive man it's got a really patient wife yeah the, uh, <laughs> well yeah. the so. interesting thing is i'm interviewing v on wednesday so i'm gonna get v's oh, perspective amazing. of yeah of all the i'm excited didn't even know about that oh well <laughs> What time? Uh, time? No, 1 p.m. Oh, awesome. When the kids are at school and Penelope is going to be just hanging out. Hopefully, yeah. That's, yeah. I can't wait to see that. That's the goal. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, because I'm so curious. I want to know, like, V's perspective of everything and all the... I'm sure she helps so much with the business and does all the all the things. Oh. Not that you don't, Corey, but you know what I mean? I'm just like... We all know who the boss is. We do. Yeah. I mean, it's no different here. That's right. <laughs> that's yeah, it. that's a great idea. I've had lots of opportunity to chat. I uh, really think you'll get more from V than you would from me, to be honest. She's seen all the struggles I've faced with recently and in the past, and uh, she has a lot of working knowledge to what it takes to make things go. Yeah, that's going to be a great combo. Yeah. I really enjoy that. I mean, there's... I think it's the platform for us with the rock and rise is like we always state, you know, rise out of your comfort zone. And it's really what we're, we're trying to achieve and trying to push, not push, but we're trying to encourage and support with so many um, individuals. Yeah. Maybe down in the locker, a little hesitant on uh, moving to that next phase, whether it's a healing phase or whether it's uh, just progressing further in career or progressing further in life is that, we're really trying to boost that, um, you know, yeah, just, just go for it. Just rise out of your cover zone. And, and there's so many people around that can provide the support and the resources and, um, yeah, between Mad Hatter Industries and, and the more people that, um, I find myself connecting to, I mean, almost every week, I think I'm meeting with someone new or someone is redirecting me or directing me to be in contact with this individual or this individual, or you should talk to this person. And, and it's just, I think it's just awesome because I'm finding more and more people or I'm meeting more and more people that 
are like-minded and they're driven to uh, push out, you know, new goals, new agendas and new fundraising initiatives and new mental health uh, awareness initiatives. And again, I, I think it just, um, it's contagious, really. It, it just, it fuels me for, for more. I'm, I know the, the Rucksack March for Remembrance is going to happen and I'll be right into the next thing that I'm looking for. I'm already actually into the next thing. There's, you know, where Wounded Warriors uh, is paired up or teamed up with, um, well, Peterborough Police, but also Peterborough Pete's uh, Ontario Hockey League uh, ROHL team here in Peterborough. And um, we're going to have a um, Wounded Warriors night in March um, at a Pete's game. So we'll be able to showcase probably some of our local military members with the Hastings and Roots River Regiment, and then also kind of showcase what Wounded Warriors is about. So it just fuels me for, you know, I'll finish up the event on the on the 4th and then give it maybe two days and I'll be right into planning the next one. I'm, next thing, I mean, much like yourself with uh, just, you know, what's next on the horizon, there's always something, right? Yeah, it's always good to spend your time constructively and I certainly don't see any uh, other examples of that better than what you're doing with the whole rucking initiative, the podcast and just what you've, you and Ali have always done with the community since I've known you. And uh, I think the last date night myself and V had was at your place before you two were married. And, uh, oh my God, that was oh a long dear. time ago. <laughs> Please definitely. We have another one lined up for this Friday. Oh, nice! Remember that being one of those things like we need to hang out with these people way more. It's just <laughs> hard to do. But I wish we could definitely be there more often. But it's always great to connect online, and we get to see you. Yeah, absolutely. And and again, I mean, it is important. It's hard to find that balance sometimes uh, between all your communities. Uh, military social media social family all of it but yeah. work yeah there but there is there is finding a balance and it is i think important uh, especially for couples to have those uh day nights we just we just had one for ourselves on on friday night and yeah kind of last minute like i wasn't having a good week mentally last week i was really struggling really down and yeah we had a gift card for a local restaurant here and I said let's go for dinner and we got a babysitter uh grandparents are very helpful for that kind of thing and uh yeah they came and hung out with Josh and we got to go for dinner and to actually got to go see Dave's Dave's crush oh one of my <laughs> one of my man crushes one of my many man crushes. I got so many but... Dallas Alexander Dallas yeah. Alexander yeah you know how can you and his wife super lovely people yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a heartthrob, but <laughs> but yeah, we had uh, yeah we had a brief chat with him, and I mean he's uh, he's kind of on fire these days as on the on the music scene. Anyways, he's having. I mean he, you know, got out of the military, and and now he's you know doing some great things on the music side of things. He's, down in Nashville and, and uh, just kind of touring around with uh, Gord Bamford right now. And then he's got some, uh, I think he mentioned that he just signed, uh, signed a label, I believe. Mm -hmm. So yeah, he's got big things in his future as well. Yeah. I look forward to having him on this podcast here and he talks to you about his story. Yeah. 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 Well, it was, uh, it was an enjoyable night, but one that we needed, but, mm -hmm. but like you say, I mean, we're, we're blessed with, being in this era of social media and so yeah that, that we can we can connect this way we don't i mean it's always best in person connecting you know one-on-one -on -one or in a group setting in person but you know when you don't have that or can't have that time constraints or whatever else is going on in life it's it's nice that the social media aspect is still there that um you can feel connected and you can still have that community bond with it as well. It's, uh, it's been a big asset for us. And I know it is for a lot of people just to kind of um, reach out and, you know, zoom calls or teams meetings, whatever it is. Um, it's been, it's been great for getting people together, bringing people together, 
even if they're on camera and on a microphone, it's, um, you know, still better than, better than nothing, better than nothing and being in silence or not being able to connect with someone. So. Yes, for sure. We started this business right around when COVID hit, when it first started getting into steam, we invested all this money into making the, the inventory and it got hit with COVID, everything locked down. And really that's where we started going to Instagram to find a way to connect and spread our message. And it really helped connecting with like-minded individuals, those fitness challenges we did trying to stay, you know, fitting ahead of the, what was coming up next for catastrophe in the world. Yeah. One thing after another. Yeah. It was a, it was certainly a challenging time for everyone to kind of navigate and transition into that, um, uh, lockdown phase and that social media thing and use that to kind of come together. But it's been pretty interesting to see how it's evolved though with, uh, I don't know, with every avenue, just being able to, yeah, connect a little bit more and uh, reach out to other people. So we're, um, yeah, we're blessed that, uh, like I say, um, we've been able to utilize it and create the podcast and have uh, everyone supporting it. So it's been, uh, it's been good. Um, so the motorcycle show January, I think you'll, you'll probably see, you'll see myself anyways, you may see, may see Ali out for a day as well. We're going to, Certainly. I'm not an introvert anymore, so I could probably come. <laughs> Amazing. Well, you have to come for the movie premiere and uh, yeah. we'll get you out for the check out some of the stunt shows for the highway heathens. Yeah, yeah. that'd be awesome. That sounds uh, pretty exciting. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Ali, did you have other points that you wanted to bring up? Well, I actually just thought of um, a funny story about the motorcycle and about how Dave ended up getting his motorcycle if you'd like to hear. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, just when you guys were chatting, it just jogged my memory. So for a long time, I had been bothering Dave to get another dog. We already have had one dog and I wanted another one. And he was like, no, we're too busy. We don't need another dog. It's too much work, blah, blah, blah. No, is what he was saying. And I bugged him and bugged him and to no avail. And then one day Dave texts me and says, I think I'm going to get a motorcycle. and uh my dad rides motorcycle it's super fun i like being on the back of the bike but i've had um a close friend was in a serious bike accident he is okay but it just really freaked me out a couple years ago so i hadn't been on a bike since that happened and i said dave if you get a bike i am going to get another dog trying to call his bluff and he was like okay (laughs) (laughs) okay okay he got a bike and i ended up finding uh, a dog for us she didn't think i was gonna go for that second dog so she thought that would shut me down right away but uh, i was was pretty sad on the bike so whatever it was gonna take it was gonna take another dog then so be it so i said sure go for it and the dog we ended up getting was uh, a rescue and she came with the name harley and everyone always says, oh, did you name her Harley because of the bikes? And I said, well, no, we we can't afford a Harley bike. <laughs> but she came with the name and it was just meant to be. It's just a, a funny little story. Yeah. Yeah. And that, well, the dog was supposed so. Oh, yeah. The other thing. So the dog that we have or the dog that I picked out is a rescue dog as well. And uh, it's actually how Allie and I met was through that community of, um, uh, the animal shelter uh, sort of rescue community. And that's how, that's how we met was kind of, um, I was volunteering and she was a dog coordinator. Anyways, and that dog that I picked out to take home, um, I, I love her. I love the dog and Allie could care less. About the dog <laughs> that's not was. true. I do care about her, but she's very overwhelming. <laughs> she's a lot of energy, just not in my necessarily vibe for a dog. And she's very obsessed with me. And I find it a little bit stressful to be around her a lot of the time. Right. So this motorcycle. I need a motorcycle. I know. I wouldn't. I want like a spider though. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say never say never because uh, every time I say that I end up doing whatever it is. So exactly, Ali. I mean, it's start motorcycle course, and you know, just take the course and see how it goes. Yeah. 
That's right. That's right. Nothing yeah. wrong with uh, KFM or a spider. Yeah. Yeah, Allie said, I mean, initially, Allie said that she would never throw a pack on her back and, and go for a ruck because her words, quote unquote, that looks stupid. Or, that seems stupid. Um, well, it, it, it is, it is it but is. I love it. Now I'm, it's part of my kind of therapy and my exercise regime. I went for a 5K by myself today. Loved it. It was great. Yeah, yeah well, just like being on exercise, the... Uh lack of sleep and the work that you do it's kind of crazy when you think about it but it just really goes by like that doesn't it yeah you're all on x and doing what you love with i guess it's just really the people you're around it's you know the sense of humor you have and the good times you go through through the suck as they say mm-hmm. yeah you can do a lot of amazing things with the right people absolutely uh, and that's exactly it because you you're all going through it together. I mean, uh, it's, uh, yeah, that, like you say, that whole lack of sleep and, you know, uh, diet's not quite the same, food's not quite the same and stressful conditions and timings and all that stuff. You're, you're all going through that suck together. So you come out on the other end and there's always, uh, I'm sure you feel the same, but there's always a bit of smile uh, on the face when you when you finish and, you know, you're headed home after that, uh, that X because, yeah, you got through it and you're probably a better person today than you were yesterday as a result because I'm sure there's, you know, something that you picked up from it or something that you took home that um, is going to stick with your last with you. And even if it is just that bonding aspect of it, being with um yeah in that brotherhood of going through those uh, hardships and those hard times together uh you did it you got through it and you know then you're on to the next thing right yeah if you've done it right and give your all there's no better feeling yeah exactly exactly yeah yeah so yeah so um i just i have a question but it i just thought of it right now but it's something we were talking about like 20 minutes ago um that silent retreat can you share more about that with us yeah so it's something i probably never would have done uh the wife signed me up for it as a birthday present i think uh maybe fanny to put her up to it It was probably the coolest thing i've ever done in for me individually for mental health it's i guess if you went in with an open mind you wouldn't have an issue for me I guess I was a little bit nervous because I thought I might get picked out for talking or I'd get bored and neither of those things happened. As soon as we went silent Friday night after the brief introduction after dinner, uh, I just started writing down things that came to my mind. It was just like a flow, a steady flow through the whole weekend and it continued until Sunday. So it was only a day and a half balance and really the whole Saturday was kind of an interesting experience. It's very uh, new to me. When you're going through these guided meditations, there were things I've not done in like sound bowls. There's different things, uh, workshops on light, on sound and meditation. And it was very therapeutic. It helped me you know, bring to surface a lot of things that I knew were already there, but maybe I'd kind of repressed and put aside. And I'd fill the whole book. And then I distilled the thoughts from that book into another book, our MHI notebook that uh, we don't really advertise, but it's kind of one of those things that's there. And uh, I wrote down a few key points as well that I could share with you if you want to hear them. We would yeah, love it. Great. We would love it. Yeah. yeah. So uh, one of the main points I wrote down is remember who you are. You know, a lot of people can get lost in the uh, sea of life when you have a lot of things going on. You can get buried in debt and other things, different anxieties, things going on in life. But I think if you always follow your moral compass, your true north, you always gravitate back to who it is you are. And I think it's really important to surround yourself with authentic people that are like-minded and that pass a test. And that test, I mean, is, you know, if you feel something's off, 
where Valley doesn't quite have the right feeling about them, maybe you should second guess things for the wife. You know, it's just certain people that may not pass the test and you got to trust your, your gut. So it's important because of the time you spend, you should be surrounded with people that, you know, want the best for you and look out for each other. And it's kind of irreflective of who you are, who your friends are. So it's important to look around every now and then and think about that. And uh, you shouldn't be okay with people not making you feel okay. I think a lot of times in the military, we are used to letting things slide a bit or, you know, the chain of command or something sort of deal, but you should never let things be that don't sit well with you. And to let people know that as well. So also everything has a beginning and an end. I wrote that uh, just like the military, you know, there's going to be an end for me one day. It's not anytime soon. I expire in 2039 in my MPR. So I got some time, but uh, you know, like OPG, the military, uh, even the company, we're working really hard at working with our team to develop new members and eventually there's different things that have been offloading for things that I've done, like production, social media, and uh, you kind of just have to put your trust in people and continue going forward and growing and putting the right people in place to help you get there as well. But, uh, you know, the other thing I wrote is don't feel you need to live a life that's the same as those around you or just because everybody else is doing something doesn't mean you have to do it. So for us, we kind of changed gears in terms of career progression. I was really active in the nuclear industry and we kind of changed gears and left the Toronto scene and moved out to the country and we're in a really small house. It's like 900 square foot bungalow and, you know, we've never been happier. It's not that we weren't happy before, but we moved back towards uh, our family and I lost my father. So that was kind of what started that to get to know his side of the family. And it's where I grew up. So it's really nice being back to that small town. You kind of have an idea being out in Peterborough, what I mean. Yeah. But yeah, we've basically just kind of slowed things right down and focusing just on really what I love doing. So the job's great. And I continue doing the military thing. I wish I could do it more, but you can uh, only do so much in a day, right? So there's a balance there. And uh, less is more. So we've been trying to downsize and get rid of things and make more space. And uh, it's been great. Except when it comes to motorcycles. In that case, more. More is more. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. I, I couldn't agree. As as I, you know, signed paperwork to upgrade to the next size motorcycle. Yes. So. Dave's getting a new gotta, bike. Yeah, well, another thing I wrote is you got to make time to do what you love. And uh, that's one of those things for me. It's been uh, an outlet. It's been physically demanded. I, I joined a motorcycle club. Pretty soon after I started with OPG, but seven friends that I went to uh, either deploy with or went to Blackwater with, and they've been as close to me as brothers ever since we've known each other and started riding. But uh, another note I wrote is, you know, you got to build your own future, not someone else's. So, and that's not necessarily saying you got to be your own boss, but got to realize what your end game is and plan for that and it's easier when you have that in mind and build to it again it's not too late you're looking to start something uh, i started parachuting rather late and uh, thanks to pegasus and some influences with us i'm going to go back next year and hopefully finish the uh gff and then on to the pff yeah i think you should tell people what you think of them it's important Sometimes people don't like what you have to say, but it's important to know how you feel about them, that they know that, and then you follow your passion. It's really important. To me, I don't think it's about the money. It's about doing what you love. Absolutely. 
Wow. Yeah. So many good things. That was, yeah. I mean, and, and yeah, you nailed it all. Like life is short. It really is short. And I really, I do. I think you have to embrace all of it, all aspects of it and, and really put, um, put things into perspective of, uh, what do you value? Um, what do you want more of? What could you do with less of? And, um, how do you make that happen? And, and, uh, I think it's, yeah, it is pretty precious and pretty short. I really admire that, you know, you, you, you made the leap and, you know, move back closer to home and, and hearing you speak about that. Um, I get it. I, every time, like I grew up in Northern Ontario in a very small town and, you know, town of 1500. And so, I mean, everyone knew each other in that, in that community, in that town. And so it's a very special place for me. Um, a big part of it is based on that small town aspect and the fact that everyone did know everyone and um, the whole town kind of supported one another. If we had a, a tragedy, you know, we, we did have a fire in our sort of core of the community one year and um, everyone kind of rallied together to, to support and build that, uh, you know, sort of core back up again, those businesses that were lost and the homes that were lost and all that, everyone really came together. And Ali can attest for this, but anytime we go back up there, we always go back to do some camping in the summertime once a year. And there's a, there's a hill that you crest uh, just before New Liskard. You come over that hill and, and uh, the scenery changes and it goes into the kind of the farmland area and down into a valley. And for me, the minute I crest over that hill, I just get a huge sense of uh, relief and calming um, just because I, like, I know I'm almost home and, and, and that feeling it's, it's hard to replicate sometimes and it's hard to describe and hard to explain, but, um, it's pretty special to me. And I, I, I always embrace and I value that, um, that area and that small town aspect, uh, so much. And even the provincial park that we go to Capcagawan provincial park, um, a lot of great memories, you know, growing up there and just being there, there's a waterfall you go to and, and there's such a, such a calmness that, you know, you can, you can have, or you can feel, um, being at that, at that spot and, and to share it, be able to share it with, uh, with Ali has been, you know, very special over the years. So, um, I, I kind of, it made me think of that as you were talking about, you know, being, being back home, sort of in that area where you grew up and, um, so I, you know, I really, I do admire that, you know, you, you followed that path and, you know, you're back there as well. So it's yeah, and ironically, we had a really tough year and I didn't know if we'd even be able to survive. It was that bad at wow. the point where we were two inches of water to what I'm looking at right now, like three times in our house. It's Ugh. quite difficult dealing with that. And then. We had a few other unexpected things happen, and yet somehow we still held fast and true, and the business actually grew this year. And the ironic part is we slowed things right down, and we've been doing a lot less, yet things have been busier than ever, and the team has grown, and it's been really, you know, really positive testament to, I guess, the support from the community and how it's impacted them and how we've really just followed what we felt was the right path and mm-hmm. and doing what we love yeah. so for me i love designing and helping people and I, I like to inspire people through different uh things if it's just showing them how to maybe not get rich because they're more poor than they've ever been but uh <laughs> being happy in what you do yeah, so, for sure. In that aspect, we've succeeded. Yeah, yeah, and, and you can't put a price on that, and nor should you, because um, yeah, that's that's the key, I think, is just living a happy life. But and then back to your back to your notebook, um, this <laughs> Mad Hatter Industries notebook. So uh, every episode that um, that we have, this is sort of this has been well, and Allie has hers for the same reason, and and again, so we we're always able to kind of look back on 
the episodes that we've covered and what we've covered. Um, and I have, I've done a little bit of journaling in here as well. Um, and then <laughs> as it turns out, my wedding vows are also in this. Uh, <laughs> and as are mine, but we didn't know that we were writing them there. I was just looking through mine the other day. I was like, oh, here's my vows. And Dave's like, oh, mine are in my book too. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So but, this this book has been special. Yeah. And yeah, we can really relate to the to what you were saying about like following your passion and doing things to help people and everything like that too cuz we we're doing some new things too like our mental health walks that we're running bi-weekly um are going pretty well and it's just a it's literally free. We we go to different locations around uh Peterborough and the surrounding area and we have a little kind of core group of regulars I would say and we go walking together and just talk about difficult things or if somebody wants to open up about something or you don't have to talk about anything at all it's just it's pretty laid back but it's been pretty um well received we've gotten a lot of really good feedback about it so I'm hoping it grows and in corporation with that I'm taking my yoga teacher training right now with hopes to graduate in June, um, to off offer some yoga classes and then incorporate the yoga with the mental health walks. And I've got a lot of other kind of long-term ideas and plans rolling around in my brain too. So Good. yeah. She's... Uh, seeing some connections right away and what we could use for next year's Mad Hatter Industries mental health retreat. Yes. So. Yes. That would be amazing. Yoga, yeah. And I'm great. Yeah, I was just, when you mentioned the silent retreat thing, that piqued my interest, so we'll have to maybe chat more about that. And I can Yeah, and I'll provide information if yeah. you want to put in the links. And actually, the two girls that ran the weekend are from Uxbridge, so not too far away yeah, from your world. Would, yeah, I'd love to chat with them, and, and yeah. may, or maybe even just go to a, a retreat and see what it's all about, and that'd be amazing. Yeah, was, yeah. if you're interested, I'd love to have Vigo. go Wicked. oh my gosh yes experience. can so. you spare her for a weekend oh absolutely yeah. she's overdue and yeah <laughs> i felt i kept thinking that she should be the one that should be here but i also realized she sent me there for a reason <laughs> yes well now you can return the favor and her and i can go together that'd be really really awesome yeah absolutely yeah yeah, yeah this this girl's on fire these days i i, I just i can she continues to amaze me with um you know the the goal setting and just ticking off boxes of things that she wants to accomplish and achieve and sometimes i just kind of go wow like i i know i know i'm doing things i know i'm making yeah i know i'm making waves but man i'm 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 having a hard time keeping up no, with this one it's She's, mutual <laughs> it's good but it's, mutual. it's inspiring though really inspiring and and that that's what that's what we're trying to do. I think that's what we're all trying to do is, is just inspire others and inspire those around us in our communities to just kind of get the most out of uh, out of life and what they want to do and go after it and just make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. I think you showed the two girls at our table uh, what true love means and what to look for in a man. So I think for me, being adopted, I really love that speech you had when you looked at Josh and. Uh, really something special for having a foundation someone can grow up and rooted with a loving father like that is you know you can't quantify the value of that so yeah and uh the heat coming from the window at the officer's mess i know why now you don't know you can check out their uh facebook profile that's yeah uh, that's right New Hollywood stars. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, we're ready for the movie set too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We think they should make a made-for-TV movie about us because we met at an animal shelter. Yeah, that's it. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's it. See, yeah. It's a classic. Line. Yeah, it's a good yeah. storyline. Yeah, we we share that in common, Corey. I I don't um, I don't say I love you nearly enough to um, those around me, and sometimes even family. So. Um, you brought up that, you know, speech at the wedding and that opportunity, I really wanted to take that opportunity to, to tell, you know, my, uh, our oldest son Landris that, uh, that I loved him cause I don't, you know, I don't really say it enough and, and I probably should more. So I was happy to have that opportunity in front of people and in front of family and friends and those close to us to, to be able to express that and say that. And I have, 
I have two two close uh, sort of male friends. One that I grew up with uh, back home in the north uh, that I've been friends with for a long time, and then the other one, uh, their former military member, and and we're pretty good with throwing the I love yous out there back and forth. Um, and then there's, there's, there's others that, uh, I almost have to kind of force it out of, uh, you know, around me. You guys say it in your own way though. We do say it in our own way. And, uh, but, uh, I, I am also one that, uh, is a little more hesitant, uh, when it comes to family and probably should throw it out there a little bit more. It's, again, life is precious and, um, should express it when you, when you feel it and when you know it and when you want to say it. Yeah, it's too short and uh, part of that community is looking out for each other and trying to showcase the benefits of positive lifestyle. So that's certainly what I see with your uh, podcasts and everything both of you do with your walks out in nature and mindfulness. It's been great. We're, uh, we've been enjoying the process and we, you know, still enjoy the process and yeah, yeah. I mean, and we're grateful to you and the team and, and everyone around us, uh, that's been supportive of this and continues to support. And, um, we're very blessed that, you know, you've come into our life and you brought that team into our lives and, um, and we can just surround ourselves with people inspiring others and wanting to do even better. So, so we thank you for that. Well, it's definitely a team effort. So without the community and people like you, we wouldn't be where we are. So it's inspirational having you to show us what true love is like and also uh, what you can do and put together a good idea and execute. Exactly. I come up with the ideas and Dave plans it. <laughs> that's that's pretty much how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm okay with it because yeah, I, I quite enjoy the planning aspect and, ex- and yeah, making sure everything is... You know, um, yeah, going as according to plan. So it's good. It's good. Yeah. If I ever uh, have somebody that needs a wedding plan, they'll make sure they reach out to you, Dave. That was a perfectly executed one. <laughs> I, I mean, we laugh about it and joke about it, but I really do think that I could probably, probably successfully pull off a, a wedding planning uh, oh, yeah. business. Yeah, based on maybe that, for so. your third or fourth career. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Long down the road. I got more things on the go. So, yes. Yeah. 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 Have you uh, shared with anyone in the podcast listening yet your experience going through B-Talk? I have not. I have not. I, I haven't even really shared um, where I work, <laughs> actually, yeah. aside from the military. But, uh, but yes, we are fellow OPG um, team members. And... Uh, that that experience uh, through through BTOC, the basic tactical orientation course, um, it was uh, it was great. I mean, coming from a military background, I was um, I was excited for it, and and then kind of going through it with a variety of levels of training and background, um, it was great because it was great to work with. Like I say, yeah, those varying levels. Um, some that you know were kind of right on par uh, where you'd want them to be, and then some that um, you know you had to bring up. And and I, and I'm, you know, I put myself maybe right in the right in the middle. And, and it was great to have trainers that um, were looking out for you and want to have you succeed and coach you along. Um, so I, I thoroughly enjoyed the whole uh, the whole course, um, and I'm yeah I'm just always looking forward to the next sort of training block now. So. Only smile because I remember how cocky I was, and uh, <laughs> when I got a pistol range, how humbling that became. I, all the training, even in being in Blackwater, the shooting tests that they run there is quite hard. The fact that you miss one, you know, goes off in the white, or you hit a parrot. You get a pass two back to back to show that it wasn't a fluke, and it's a tough test. Yeah, I can attest to that, especially today, because uh, yours truly will be shooting again on Wednesday. Because yeah, it is a tough test, and you're right; it it gets in your head when uh, you know when you know you got to put uh, two back to back, and you know you you can get through one, but uh, and it yeah, like you said, only it takes one. 
one wrong squeeze of the trigger or one wrong breath and and next thing you know yep you got one in the white and you're redoing it again and it uh it's not only physically exhausting but very psychological and mentally exhausting as well because that you know in the back of your head even though there's many around you saying you know don't put the pressure on you and there's there's no pressure here but you put pressure on yourself and you know it's there so i can tell right away uh, when you're talking about it but yeah when you're a team leader uh the pressures that you face and when something like that happens you just kind of gotta follow what you're taught and then just go where your footsteps are and go through each course and just let it be that's it yeah i was saying that I was saying to Ali at dinner, um, you know, I said, well, today wasn't a great, it wasn't the greatest day for me. Um, you know, I enjoyed my morning rifle shoot was, I had a great time with that afternoon. wasn't so great, but I said to Ali, I said, you know, I'm at an age and maturity that, um, I can, I can, I'll leave, I can leave today where it was and reset, you know, tomorrow's a new day. Um, Wednesday is going to be a new day when I'm back on the range and it's just a, it's just a reset and, you know, another opportunity to go back at it. So now as of, you know, tonight or tomorrow, I'll embrace the opportunity to, to get after it again. But, you know, can't say, you know, three hours ago I was feeling the same, but. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. It's just one of those things. We all know. That's we'll it. Get the next one. That's it. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, we appreciate uh, you coming on and, and uh, sharing the episode with us, Corey. Um, we're we've decided in the past we were leaving we were leaving episodes with a motivational and inspirational quote. Um, so, if you have something you want to add, then we would uh, we would love it. If there's uh, you've I mean you've added plenty already. Um, Ali's going to share a funny story. Uh, after that but by all means any inspirational or motivational thing you want to go back on uh, like I say you've you've left us with a lot based on your journal so you're welcome to tie something in there if you want to give the last little bit uh, on that front yeah I mean I'll reiterate how important it is to follow something that you're passionate about because I don't believe I was always like that I was focused too much on trying to do what I thought I should be doing or what I felt others thought I should be doing or what others did do. And I really stopped doing that. And I couldn't have been, couldn't be more happier now and just focusing on what it is that I really love doing. And that's just being out in the community and helping others and just following what I really have always wanted to do, which is really my motorcycle and, you know, get out there and help. So following what you're passionate about. And for me, it's working with other like-minded people. I like it. I, yeah. So on that focus note, um, I'm, I've got some OCD tendencies to me. And so Ali's going to share maybe a little bit about a um, couple of my, or one or two of my OCD tendencies. Uh, on that. Doesn't sound army like at all. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> right? yes. And I mean, we all have our little quirks and things like that, but I just thought instead of ending on a serious note, it'd be more fun to end on a lighter note because we often cover kind of heavier topics. So Dave has this thing with our tea towels on the oven, you know, they hang over the, hand the rack, towel. the hand towel. Yeah. And it has to be just perfect. And if it is slightly askew, like a little tiny bit, he has to fix it, which that wouldn't even be so confusing to me. Like I can understand that because I also have my own OCD things that I like, but then like the towel, the hand towel in the bathroom will be like completely <laughs> a complete disaster. And that doesn't bother him, but he has to have the kitchen one perfect. So like those things in my mind, they should both be good. But Dave is just like, one has to be perfect. And I don't care about the other one. It makes no sense All right. to me. So here's the, <laughs> here's the funny part about it is the one on the oven, that hand towel that's uh, laid across the oven. 
Uh, Allie loves to mess it up and just leave it a mess because she knows that that I'm going to, yeah, it bothers me and I'm going to go back and do it. And we'll be in the kitchen and she'll just, you know, <laughs> throw it on the, you know, she'll just mess it up for me. But what she doesn't know is that the one in the bathroom, I, I actually do rearrange it so that it's even hanging on both. No, you don't? Yes, I do. You don't realize that, but I, but I actually do. Yeah, you do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you it's, it it's crumpled up a bit, but it, but it is very But it's very not bold. Like, I take it off and fold it so it looks nice. <laughs> Anyways, Anyways, that's no. what it's like living Thanks. with the Curbins. There's, yeah. Yeah, there's so much more to unpack there, but oh, that's for another episode. It's good. It's cool. Oh. Huh. Well, I add to it, actually, talking about household and big takeaways. Yes. I had a revelation after coming out of the uh, near zero temperature on Sunday morning and spending the weekend in the fields. True happiness after coming out of the rain is coming to a house that isn't fucking flooded. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really happy that there's no water in the house. Yes. One yeah. of those things. It's just small, tiny happiness things. But... Yeah. Great house. It's a huge win. Yeah, that is. Yeah. A big, it's a big win. Yeah. 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 And a warm bed. Yes. On a warm bed. Yeah. 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 I'd rather be in a small, tiny house full of happiness than a big house that's cold and not warm. Yeah. Love it. Awesome. Exactly. Well, on that note, my friend, um, we'll wrap it up for this episode. But again, we uh, really appreciate you taking the time out of a very busy schedule, mm-hmm. very busy life. Uh, to come out and uh, share uh, the topic of community and the impact and importance. And again, we appreciate what Mad Hatter Industries has done and is continuing to do for uh, the community. Thanks for having me. And I'm really excited to see Wednesday's podcast. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. awesome. Right. Thanks, Corey. Thanks, Corey. And we'll talk soon, okay? Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.